following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, apparently people have been talking behind our backs, is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Actually talking right to us about what uh, impact Mm. that this program, this this ministry Mm -hmm. has had and uh, you have some of those there. Could you share those? Yes, these are very short, but uh, very, I I just read the first one. Love this ministry and how it literally leads thousands of people to Jesus. What what could be more meaningful to me than that? Your book on verbal and emotional abuse has significantly helped me deal with communicating with my siblings. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, By the way, that is the number one. We have 48 mini books, and I had no idea. They're all 96 pages, and uh, the the publisher came up to me saying, we cannot believe what is number one. It's way above everything else. Everything else is kind of stair-step down uh, in terms of, of sales and requests. Anyway, but it was verbal and emotional abuse. I had no idea. Okay, then uh, from Heidi, it's, um, I have learned so much over the years from your program. I am now using it to help stepmoms that follow my blog and Facebook page. Interesting. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I use your Counseling Keys book for my radio show on 100.7 K-Word, I gave you a shout-out. Well, thank you, Trina. Um, the, that That is called the Counseling Through the Bible Handbook. I'm pretty sure that's what uh, the writer was saying. Your book on self-worth really helped me. I bought it because I was battling depression for many years. I'm grateful to God that that was helpful. We are currently studying and sharing these wonderful books. They have a wealth of wisdom and encouragement. That's from Lupi. I received your book, Anger, Facing the Fire Within. Very informative, very helpful insight with biblical scriptures. That's from K.C., I've been a Christian for years, but it's so easy to get caught up in resentment. By using your unique way, you helped me to forgive. Mm. So grateful. Um, Oh, there's someone, a man, who's saying she made me want to be a counselor. So I am. (laughs) Well, there we are. Those those are results. Mm. Uh, We found hope at Hope for the Heart and received a miracle in our marriage. I'm so grateful to God for that. We use these materials in our chaplain ministry. We do have a lot of chaplains that use our keys on all these different topics. We have a hundred, more than a hundred different topics. From Roxana, uh, in 1998, I would listen to your program while I worked in a convenience store. I was not saved, but God used you to teach me so many things that I didn't understand. Now, 22 years later, I've been saved. 
Well, uh, next one is uh, June's book, The Answer to Anger is Fantastic. Grateful to God for that. Uh, these books are absolutely wonderful. This is from Vicki. Uh, great tools for hurting people. Great tools for life's experiences. This is from SC. Uh, June's teaching helped me when I had difficulty forgiving. That's That may be the number one topic that people comment about is they learned how to forgive when they said they couldn't forgive. Uh, Don said, uh, your keys have been fundamental. Uh, Susan said, your topics address serious issues, but have a way of making situations seem not so horrific. Hmm, here's one. Oh, very short. From A.G., your broadcast saved my life. Wow. Hmm. Now that's, um, you know, um, when I read something like that, it just, it humbles my heart. I get chills and feel so very grateful that we can do anything that makes a difference in people's lives. Um, I remember a, a person, he was a lawyer that I, that I dated years and years ago when I was in college, and I never forget, he told me he was retiring, and he said, I've never really felt that I, what I did in life uh, made a difference. Now, he was working, I know, in Washington, D.C., in the government. And I thought, how sad, I mean, how tragic, that he wasn't fulfilled doing what he did. And then I read something like, your broadcast saved my life. Yes. Uh, uh, all I know is um, there, there could be no greater, it's not just a compliment, it blesses my heart, touches my heart, because I remember not having a changed life through Christ, and then one day I did literally humble my heart and receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, and as a result, He changed my life, the Lord Jesus. So thank you for those of you who pray for our ministry and have prayed, and please continue to pray for us. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope through our resources. As you talk to them, you might ask them about a devotional that we carry, and uh, maybe as you begin the new year, you'd like to develop a few new habits. One of those would be a daily Bible reading. That's a great thing to do, and here's a way that you can start that or even add on to what you're already doing. We have an interactive devotional called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. It's been written by June Hunt, and we have this, uh, have had it for years, but it's uh, one that we also give out to each night's caller as they come on Hope in the Night. And it is so uh, great and instructive for you to see how uh, how you view yourself really having a profound effect on your everyday living. It's about knowing your true identity as a child of Christ. The key to healthy Christian living is seeing yourself through God's eyes. So, uh, you know, if you don't know who you are, you can't know God's plan and purpose for your life. That's a 31-day interactive devotional called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, and you can talk to customer support about that at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Get in touch with the program if you would and talk with June about something going on in your life. That number is 800-917-800-644-4817, and we look forward to talking with you. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome Ruth. Welcome to Hope, Ruth. How can we help you? you? Bless, thank you. So what would you like for us to talk about? Okay. (laughs) Excuse me. I appreciate you guys taking my call, first of all. And um, basically, I've been really struggling. Um, First of all, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. Um, In 2013, I went to... Uh, treatment for opiate addiction. Um, lost my mother in 2006 to an accidental overdose, and mm-hmm. I think I found myself starting to self-medicate um, really badly, and I just had to go. So I went to treatment, and I got clean off of that. Um, and then later on, I ended up getting on methamphetamine. Mm-hmm. But I've been clean from been clean from that for three years by the grace of God. Um, I've lost and hurt my I've I've hurt my family. Um, I um, lost my son 
due to my irresponsibility. Um, I believe God intervened, God giveth, and he taketh away, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but I, um, I um, have been struggling a lot with, I mean, I've been, I'm very grateful and thankful that he stepped in. Um, I did, um, I had to do some probation, got into some trouble, but I know that it was God saying, you know, wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm struggling with is um, a lot of thoughts in my head as I try to move forward in my journey with the Lord. Um, I've been, re- I mean, reading the Word more than I ever have in my life, really pursuing mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, thoughts saying, you're not good enough, mm-hmm. you're not forgiven, you're going to hell. I mean, these thoughts literally come into my head. Um, I struggle with a lot of fear. And I think that that might have to do with, um, my mother struggled with a lot of fear as well. And I know that that's, that can be passed down. Um, Correct. I've even mm-hmm. talked to my therapist about generational curses, um, which I'm not too clear on. But um, I'm just wanting to, I want to glorify the Lord for what he has delivered me from in my life. I want to glorify the Lord. I'm so grateful that I am clean and sober. Mm. I'm alive. I still um, get to see my son. Um, uh, He wasn't taken away through CPS or anything. It was a family friend Mm -hmm. that kind of pulled a fast one on me. You know, they filed for temporary custody, and then they tricked me, and it was actually for full custody. But anyway, um, I did some things. I've done some things that I'm not proud of at all, and um, that stuff really it stuff it haunts me. Um, like as if I know that God forgives me. As a matter of fact, I, I journaled this um, on May first. I was listening to my praise and worship music, and I was just crying my eyes out. And um, the thought—I mean, it was like a, that still small voice said. Over my music said, I forgive you. Mm, mm-hmm. And I mm. believe with all my heart that that was the Lord speaking to me. Mm, wow. um, I just need some uh, direction. Because um, mm-hmm. I, am, I am struggling and I, um, I'm, I'm scared. Like, what if... I'm not, you know, what if I, what if my salvation is in jeopardy? Um, Mm -hmm. I I was saved when I was 12 years old, and I was baptized in 2004. Um, But then, like I said, you know, I got into the drug addiction, and, um, you know, uh, I wasn't following the Lord, um, but I'm really... um, I just, um, I have so many unanswered questions, um, and even sometimes before I go to read my Bible, I'll get this fear that comes over me, and I don't know why. It's from the enemy, you know. I know it is. Mm. Um, but, um, I just, uh, you know, I, I believe the enemy attacks us because we are, um, 
chosen, maybe sometimes, maybe because I, I, I want to help other people. Uh, I want to, you know, help people get out of what I've gotten out of, if, if any way possible. You know, I hope to inspire others and like give them hope that they can they can do anything with the mm-hmm. Lord's help. Um, Absolutely. But yes. why does God allow the thoughts that I have come out in my head, in my head? Mm-hmm. That is an excellent question. First of all, He created your brain. Let's, let's think of it, your, your mind. It's like a computer. Um, it, it's what's been programmed. In other words, he gives us a, a combination of experience. In other words, that, that's what's going to impact us. Um, and what we've heard when since we were little. And wow. it's it just... Just realize that the brain is phenomenal in terms of what it stores. And it's the repetition <clears throat> over and over that can make it, it whatever the message is, profound. Or yeah. the emotion profound. Now, I think you said, correct me if I'm wrong, <clears throat> did you not say that your mother is... A fearful, kind of a fearful person. Well, did you, um, did you she's say no something? longer with us. <clears throat> oh. Yes, I did. She she passed away in two thousand six from an accidental overdose. But she oh, that's was right. very. You said that. Mm. Yes, yeah, she was um, full of fear, um, and yes. uh, a Pentecostal pastor had told her she had committed the unpardonable sin, and. Um, what did he say was she, the unpardonable sin? I I honestly don't know, but that's just what my father has told me. Mm. Um, you know, growing up, I um, I was sexually abused whenever I was um, in elementary school, and my whole family, you know, except my parents, you know, didn't believe me and called me a liar. Oh, um, oh. growing to up, me that um, listen, I did, that 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 I'm to sorry. me is double. That's double victimization when not only are you abused and then if you are, it's hard to talk about anything like this, but if you're willing to get it out and then not to be believed, then that's like being doubly victimized because you're powerless. And yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. So you were sexually abused at what ages yeah. or about I was um, probably in the third grade, I believe, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was second or third grade, and mm-hmm. um, my aunt tried to get me to, you know, say it didn't happen and everything, and uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I didn't, uh, my mom was an addict most of my life, pain with, with pain pills and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really have any boundaries growing up. My dad was there, uh, but he, 
he he was a provider. He worked all the time. I never had um, um, like my dad just you know tell me how much he loved me or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just wrap his arms around me. You know, like yes, of I'm not saying my I'm not saying he's not a good dad. I live with him right now. You know, he's been the only one uh, that's been there for me actually since I. He's the one that put me through rehab, and, mm. you know, he's been more, he's always like a financial, um, you know, he, I think he's, I mean, the rehab thing I'm very grateful for, but he also um, has enabled me as well by bailing me out of too many things, I think. Mm. Okay. Um, but um, I am working on my GED. Um, my mother Good took me out of school when I was when I was in the eighth grade, and then she mm. just stopped grading my work because she was, just had her own why, problems. Why did she take you out of school? Um, she didn't like the uh, she didn't like the school system. Okay. And um, I mean, I think I had skipped school or something, but mm-hmm. I mean, other than that. But I didn't have any boundaries growing up. I she focused more on my brother, um, who went into the Marine Corps and just recently uh, retired as a major in the Marine Corps. But we just recently found out about a year ago that he is now transgender, which has been completely devastating mm-hmm. to our family. Um, I just don't understand. Um, wow. Um, my grandmother, uh, it is commercial time. (laughs) Well, finish your, finish your statement. You said your Um, grandmother. She committed suicide. Um, oh. Yes. Uh, there's been a lot of trauma. Uh, yes, (laughs) yes. And she committed suicide because... She committed suicide after my grandfather had passed away. Okay. More as I don't want to live if he's gone. Is that it? You know, um, I honestly don't know. Okay. Okay. But no matter what, there was a sense of hopelessness because that's why people commit suicide. They see no other way out. Yeah. Well, we will definitely come back and deal with a lot of this. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry, and we thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE if you have any questions, any uh, concerns that you'd like to look into a little bit further and see some of our resources on that. We have over 100 topics that would help you. Customer support is available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time to talk to you about that. We have Keys for Living we're recommending tonight called Fear, No Longer Afraid. And uh, again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about that situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, the number is 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. Just call and we'll talk about you being on an upcoming Hope in the Night, what questions you might want to get answered. That number again, 800-917-800-644-4817. Now back to our conversation with Ruth. Ruth, would you be willing to share with me how young you are? I'm 39. Okay. Okay, so you've got, <laughs> you, you've had a, already a lifetime of living, living, and yet the truth is you've got basically at least double the years. If uh, that, that would be typical for, they call it actuarials, but... Um, isn't it wonderful to think I don't have to live in the past? I don't have to be a prisoner of the past. I can make choices. Even though I've had great pain, I don't have to be a prisoner of that pain. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful that that's God's plan for you? Okay. Well, um, and it hurts me just to hear the the pain that you've experienced. And there are times when uh, living life is not equal. I mean, when you described 
Your your mother basically was an addict, and I know she she died of an overdose. Um, but then, you know, and and you did not have a nurturing um, dad in terms of the I love you, even though he did provide finance financially for you. But then you said, but at times it was enabling. What that means is, and I'm I'm glad that you know that term. A lot of people don't. They, they, they may say, well, I, yeah, I've heard it, but I don't really know what it means. You enable, you, a person can enable you, or you can enable another person uh, to continue on in their dysfunction. You're enabling yeah. by not causing repercussions when there need to be positive I'm saying positive repercussions, meaning it's negative, but it ends up, it's like uh, at times there are so many that say, you know, boy, I learned, I, I never want to come back here. In fact, years, a hundred years ago, I was a youth director, and there was a guy that um, was selling drugs, and at that time, people really, that was just not, the Norman drugs weren't a big deal, you know, because I'm 400 years old. So, you know, uh, so, <laughs> um, and I never forget uh, this uh, uh, junior high student. He was tall uh, in ninth grade, and he said, uh, well, I, I learned that he had was selling drugs. And he was arrested. His father was a lawyer and could have gotten him off. Instead, uh-huh. he went to prison for quite a while. For a, It wasn't just a matter of weeks or months. It was longer. And when he got out, I went up to him and I said, Mark... I have a question. I said, it's, it's wonderful to see you. I'm so glad you're back. And he said, uh, if your dad could have, I, I already knew that he could have gotten him uh, released, but if your dad could have gotten you released, what would you think about that? Would, uh, would, uh, do you think that would have been the best thing for you? And he said, no, no. I would have gone right back into it. I needed to experience being in prison to the extent that I determined I never want to come back here again. And he said, if I had been quickly released, I wouldn't have... Uh, I know I would have continued on with my addiction. So sometimes the pain can be our best friend to put us on a correction course. Yeah. Um, Does that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And, Mm -hmm. um, um, 
you know, I'm currently, you know, living with my father, and uh, mm-hmm. we live in a, in a small town, and it's hard to find employment, but I, I just recently found a caregiving job, um, oh. and I've been, uh, you know, because I've got experience doing, doing working in the hospitals, and um, just, I love to care for people and help people mm-hmm. out. Um, but, you know, I get this tremendous, I get this, you know, because of this second virus going on, too, I get fear before I leave the house, um, and anxiety, but in all reality, um, I know that I'm covered in the blood of Jesus, and if, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, and if I'm not, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also experienced tremendous shame and guilt, um, because, um, um, there was a guy that I had dated, and, um, whenever I was on the mess, and, um, uh, I asked my dad if he could come and, you know, stay here, which I, you know, I wish he would have said no, Mm -hmm. but he didn't anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he ended up stealing a whole bunch of things from my father, um, I, and I, I, I also, um, while on that drug, which is a horrible, horrible drug that throws mm-hmm. your conscience out the window, yes. I also did some wrongdoing. I stole something, you know, from my dad too. And I admitted my wrongdoing to my dad. Um, but he doesn't want to believe that I, you know, it's like he's in denial. He's like, oh, well, he made you do it. And, um, but then he brings he brings it up constantly that I can't you know I can't believe you trusted someone like that I can't believe you mm-hmm. did this so you know once I think I'm starting to heal and then the past gets brought up mm. it puts me yes. into a tailspin and that shame and that guilt and also it just starts coming back because I know that I hurt my my father mm-hmm. and I. Mm-hmm brought someone into the home that I never should have. I wasn't, um, anyways, I, uh, it just, and sometimes I feel like he cares more about the possessions than the the emotional and mental abuse I went through in that relationship. This guy took me out to the middle of nowhere and told me he was about to kill me. Mm. Um, He told me, he told me, he he said, I'm going to kill you. Um, and he choked me and, uh, anyway, yeah. So, Hmm. um, I've been in, you know, my other, my two marriages that I had, um, were abusive as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, um, yeah. I've, I've kind of been so, through it, you know. So sounds like you're, so you're you're ready to have boundaries, aren't you? You you know what it's you know like what? to not have boundaries. I what? need I oh you have, you said it you hit the nail on the head, mm. Mm. and I even I even tried to set them with my dad and um like you know in a loving way and say, you know, uh-huh. when you when you bring this up, this is what it does to me, Dad, and it, it hurts me. 
Um, and he's like, oh, well, I'll never get over it. I want him dead. I want him murdered. Hmm. I mean, he's hmm. angry, wow. angry, wow. angry. Um, so, yeah. Well, you know, okay, um, with your dad then, he, uh, let me just make a comment here. If someone hasn't had a changed life through Christ, then they don't... Um, they're they're living out of their own resources. When a person becomes an authentic Christian, then the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, and He changes us inside out. So my thought is, until your dad were were to have that changed life. He's just doing what comes naturally. He'll, you know, being unforgiving or <laughs> having thoughts of revenge or murder or whatever, you know. But but this is um, he's he's doing what is normal. Now, what you can do as soon as he starts anything like that, if he doesn't have ears to hear or eyes to see. You immediately just say, thank you, God, that you're changing me. Thank you that you've given me a changed life. And I know that I'm not sinless, but I also know I'm sinning less and less. And I just thank you that you'll continue to change me. Because the Bible says, faithful is the one who calls you, that's you, and the one is the Lord. Faithful is the one who calls you, and he will do it. Which means more and more, you're going to be conformed to the character of Christ. Now, the need, the greatest need your dad has, is for a changed life through Christ. And that, that is where you start. You, you pray. This is something I had to learn exactly with my dad meaning I hated him I'm not saying you hated your dad but I'm telling you I did uh, because of things he did uh huh yeah and, and, and so and but realize um, the greatest need in fact I remember my mother said because I said how can you be so nice to him and she said oh honey he doesn't know the Lord. If he only knew the Lord, he wouldn't be that way. I thought, huh? He says he, she, he says he does. She, see, see, she, it's she wasn't focusing on his fault. She was focusing on his need. He needed a changed life through Christ, and that enabled me to pray for him. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of fear, if that's something that uh, you'd like to look into more, we have Keys for Living called Fear, No Longer Afraid. Just call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you get those resources that you need. Uh, Their number, again, is 800-488-4673. That title is Fear, No Longer Afraid. You can also email customer support at Customer support at hopefortheheart.org with any questions regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That's, again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Well, we are a crowdfunded, that is a listener-supported mission, and uh, we exist at Hope for the Heart because of the financial support of you, those of you who listen. And I would encourage you that uh, you would, if you're thinking about giving, to go ahead and do so in the next few days as it gets to the end of the year. Actually, most of our giving each year comes in the final weeks and uh, of the year, and that's what fuels our next year to do what we do here. Because a lot of what we do is give content away, whether it's through the website or through uh, resources that we send to each night's Hope in the Night callers. Everybody gets um, resources, uh, materials from our ministry free for uh, just being on the program and to help them in an ongoing way. We have podcasts, we have conferences, so many resources here, and that's because we want to reach as many people as possible with biblical hope and practical help, and your gift is what enables that, what what helps us do that. So you can support us in a couple of ways at the website, hopefortheheart.org slash donate. That's hopefortheheart.org slash donate. Or you can call 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. We thank you. Let's return now to our conversation with Ruth. Well, my friend, there's all the hope in the world for you. Uh, There's so many things that I just, uh, I get excited knowing that Jesus literally 
heals us inside out. It's inside and then as a result we have less drive to <clears throat> try to do things that um, I would say would um, numb the pain, change how we feel, the Right. The, the the meth, uh, any opiate. Um, the the thing about drugs is they're purposeful. They 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 are. They they do a job. They. We we think they fix things. It is a fix, <laughs> but it doesn't fix the problem. And well, let me tell you though. Yes. I am on an anxiety medication um, and an antidepressant. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not it's not something that I abuse by any means. Um, the anxiety medication is, um, you know, I think you know any pharmaceutical medication. You know, I've worked at the pharmacies. You know, anything you keep taking is addictive. Can be addictive. Um, but uh, you know, I am on an anxiety medication that is a is a benzo, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes I feel guilty for taking it. And I've I've spoken like to my aunt about it, and she's like, you know, if you need it and you're you know you're not abusing it, which I'm not, then you know mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel guilty for taking it. But I uh, sometimes I feel guilt for taking it, but. I have such extreme anxiety. Yes. I don't know how I would do without it. <laughs> I just let, let me ask a question. If I were born, if I was not born this way, but if I were born um, with such an insulin deficiency, um, if I'm a severe uh you know, there are those who are diabetics. There are those who have certain maladies that they're born with. And some have a lighter case. And it's not just like a case for a few days or weeks. It's a condition. And and therefore, in order to... Um, literally live and not die uh, th- there's a need for insulin would you would you um, think I'm wrong if I needed to take insulin again and again every day absolutely not mm-hmm. well we have different chemical makeups and we can't, you know, sometimes this is not a matter of uh, just uh, being dependent on something because I don't know how to cope and therefore I want an upper. I want crack. Or I want a depressant. Uh, whatever. It, it, you know, now, there are plenty of people who do that and, that, and that's their way of coping. But then the, the advantage of Having an addiction, believe it or not, there is an advantage, and that is there's there comes a point at which you say, "Do I really 
want to live this way? Do I want to be controlled by a substance? Or do I want to be sure that I'm in control of the substance and it is not controlling me? I'm, I'm not telling you anything you don't know because you've already you told me you were you know clean but and you know what it's like to and this is not unusual most people uh, when they've been on drugs they'll stop and then they'll go back and it, it's kind of a teetering back and forth until it's like nope been there done that not going to do this anymore and there is an issue of the will but I can say that there are certain, I, I know some godly, godly people. I know some spiritual leaders who had such a bout with um, anxiety. And they they thought, this one man I'm thinking about, uh, he, we, we have material on this topic, of, and, and we tell his story at the end. He's just a fabulous man, a phenomenal communicator, and he didn't know what to think about it. He, he thought it was, you know, he, he, was, he really struggled because he didn't want to be on any medication for something that he thought he should be able to control. But for many people, there is a need, a physiological need. And it, but, but there are other things for you to be doing which you're wanting to learn to do. And obviously you're doing some of those things. But I think right now, um, the, the good news is this. God doesn't want you uh, fearing, in a state of fear. Um, in terms of the anxiety, you say, Lord, I would like to be off of any medication, but if I need it, for whatever period of time, I'm willing to take it. It's kind of like the Apostle Paul. He prayed three times that the thorn in his flesh would be removed. And was he, was that prayer answered? Most definitely. Do you think that he was able to then be totally free of that, that whatever that malady was? Actually, the Bible said, "Yeah, he he said, but it you know he prayed those the three times, and it said to keep me from being conceited. God gave me this thorn in the flesh, and he prayed, and it was it did not happen. It wasn't like oh I just pray, instant change. Oh, um, it's not name it claim it you get it." Uh, in fact, for his son in the faith, um, Timothy, he said, take a little wine for your stomach's sake. There was some stomach ailment that he had. And he even had the ability to lay on hand. His, he did, had the ability, the Bible says, to lay his hands on someone. And at times, if, if God initiated that, that person could be healed. And here's the dearest person in his life and yet he could not choose and just say okay I'm going to heal whoever I want to it's got to be 
truly that the, the Lord, if there is divine healing, it, that's the Lord's decision. But clearly you see the, in the Bible, if you look at the whole counsel of God, it's uh, we we can pray and then but you know what Jesus modeled for us? He prayed that the the thing that was concerning him about he he knew what he was facing, the cross. He knew crucifixion would be horrible, incredibly painful. Right. And he prayed that if there's any way let this cup pass from me. Then he said, Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. And that's where you are, sweetie. Okay? That's you, what I uh, say at the end of my prayer every night. <laughs> okay, great. Now, when you prayed to receive, you said you were uh, saved at age 12. And and then I, I heard what also took place um, again and again. What I want to know is, when was it that your life really changed? Have you do you believe your life has truly been changed through the Lord Jesus Christ? After I got in trouble with the meth, um, uh-huh. I really do believe it was a crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, you're either going to choose to go down the right path or you're going to mm-hmm. choose to not. Mm-hmm. How old were you then? And, oh, that's just been three years ago when okay. I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Many times there is a prayer person prays, and I think of it as like maybe a type of engagement, but until you give all of yourself to Him, uh, the, the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. So it sounds like that was your true salvation experience. Would you see what, why I'm saying that? Um, what do you think? Maybe. It, the issue is... Okay, let let me say why I'm saying it. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, now now that means a relationship. He's the new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. I just wonder if before you had a lot of input, spiritual input, but until you, your true salvation experience means I give all of myself to Him. He gives all of Himself to me. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, and He changes you inside out. So we can talk again if you wish. We will send our keys for living called Fear, No Longer Afraid. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, Ruth. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. 
And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.